Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Doby, is here bringing you the Week 5 injury update for the 2021 NFL season. Uh, hopefully, you are all having a good Saturday or Sunday, whatever day you're listening uh, to this episode. So, like usual, I'm going to be going over every single fantasy-relevant player that is out, questionable, probable, and will play. Uh, it's also sorted by positions, starting with quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. So uh, I'm not going to waste too much of your time. I'm just going to jump right into it. Let's start with the out players now. Uh, first off, let's talk about Russell Wilson. Now, I usually don't include players from the Thursday night games in that week's injury update because they already played, but it is important to mention Russell Wilson's injury. Um yeah, so Wilson suffered an injury, uh, injury to his finger. He's going to miss about six to eight weeks. Uh, so you should be picking up a quarterback ASAP. Uh, and there are some some good options out there, including Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke. All these quarterbacks are owned in less than 50% of Fantasy League, so there's a good chance that they might be available for you. So, uh, yeah, big news for Russell Wilson. It does have an effect on uh, other Seahawks players, including DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, just because it's now uh, Geno Smith throwing to him instead of Russ. So their value goes down a little bit, uh, but they're still going to be in your starting lineup every week until proven otherwise. So uh, that's it with Russell Wilson. Let's talk about wide receivers because there are no running backs declared out. Uh, Calvin Ridley for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons announced that Ridley's going to miss this week due to a personal issue. Uh, hopefully everything's okay over there. The wide receiver two for the Falcons. Uh, Russell Gage, he is also out, so that leaves Olamide Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus. One of those two, hard to pronounce both ways. Uh, he will be the number one wide receiver for the Falcons this week. Uh, he's a decent flex play just based on opportunity. Um, I would say more low end just because it is a tough matchup against the New York Jets. The real value this week will be in Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts. Those two should be instant starts for you. Uh, and they should already be in starts for you uh, after their performances in uh, in the first four games of the season. Pitts has been okay, but Patterson's been on fire. So, yeah, start both of them. Moving on to Julio Jones for the Tennessee Titans. He will miss this week with a hamstring injury. This is his second week in a row where he's going to be inactive due to this injury. A.J. Brown, who you'll see later on this list or hear about later on this list, will be the main wide receiver for the Titans this week. Uh, there are no other Tennessee Titans that I will feel comfortable playing in my starting lineup. Moving on to Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver for the New York Giants. I guess you can throw Darius Slayton in here as well, but he's not that fantasy relevant. Sterling Shepard, once again, will be out this week. Daniel Jones will play without his favorite wide receiver once again. Kenny Galladay will be the main beneficiary. And also, Kadarius Toney is someone to keep an eye on. I have Galladay as a very solid start this week. He's a great matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. Kadarius Tony is a risky flex because he has a high upside like we saw last week, but a very, very low floor. And when I'm talking low floor, I mean zero points. Uh, Galladay should be a very comfortable start, though. Let's talk about tight ends. One of them here on the out list, that is Rob Gronkowski for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been dealing with a, a fractured rib injury since week three, and he could miss a, a few more weeks um, after this one as well. So uh, hopefully you have some good backup options. If you don't, uh, we do have some some articles and episodes on top waiver signings for the last couple of weeks. Make sure to check that out. But some good options are Jared Cook, Dawson Knox, uh, even Zach Ertz could be a good option for this week. 
Moving on to the questionable category. Uh, this questionable slash doubtful. Um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, this is why I say doubtful, because he is doubtful this week. Uh, I do not expect him to play. Fantasy owners should not expect him to play either. Chuba Hubbard will once again take over as the RB1 for the Panthers. They have a great matchup this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, who actually give up the most rushing yards per game this season. So very much uh, like in this matchup for Chuba Hubbard. If it was Christian McCaffrey playing, he could probably have one of the best performances of his entire season, um, maybe out of any running back. But unfortunately, McCaffrey is going to most likely miss this week. Chuba Hubbard, great start. Uh, he is RB2, but he has RB1 upside just because of the matchup and the volume that he's going to get. Delvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings. He's going to be a game-time decision this week. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of these, a lot of game-time decisions. I'll be talking about a lot of them here uh, very shortly. But Delvin Cook seems to be leaning more towards doubtful uh, because he hasn't practiced all week. Luckily, we will know Sunday before all the... Uh, the early games start, except for the Jets-Falcons game, which is being played in the UK. Um, so, yeah, the, the Vikings-Lions game is a noon uh, central time game. We'll know 90 minutes before game time, and that will help make a decision. But if Delvin Cook doesn't play, and I expect him to not be playing this game, Alexander Madison will be the starting running back for the Vikings, and he should be an RB2 with RB1 upside based on the matchup against the Detroit Lions. Moving on to Joe Mixon, he is basically in the same situation as Delvin Cook. I mean, he's suffering a different injury than Delvin Cook, but uh, Mixon's also going to be a game-time decision. We'll know 90 minutes before game time, uh, but he's still not expected to play. He's leaning more towards not playing than playing, if that makes any sense. Uh, Samaj Piran will be the RB1 for the Bengals if Mixon misses this game. Let's talk about Chase Edmonds for the Arizona Cardinals. He's also a game-time decision. And he also did not practice all week, just like the last two players on this list. The only difference is that Chase Edmonds plays in the afternoon window. He plays in the 3.30 games uh, central time. So uh, Edmonds, he, he has also been splitting time with James Conner in the backfield. Even if Chase Edmonds does play, I don't see him, see him being involved enough this week to score a substantial amount of fantasy points. Uh, just because he's going to be limited if he does play. James Conner is going to have an excellent week. Chase Edmonds, not so much. So I would actually lean more towards benching Chase Edmonds, even if he does play, if you can help it. Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team. Gibson's dealing with a stress fracture in his shin, which sounds terrible. Uh, that it kept him out of, uh, or kept him limited in practice in the second half of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, but Gibson stated that it doesn't hurt badly and that he can play through it. But his status is still questionable at the moment. Uh, because of this, Jaden McKissick, I think he should be a flex start this week, regardless of Gibson's status. Uh, Gibson will be another game-time decision in the early Sunday games. I think Jaden McKissick will be involved in this offense in this game, whether or not Antonio Gibson does play. Obviously, McKissick has more value if Gibson is out, but even if Gibson, Gibson does play, McKissick should still be involved in this offense. Naeem Hines, kind of a, a similar player to McKissick. Uh, Naeem Hines for the Indianapolis Colts. He was limited in Thursday and Friday's practice with a shoulder injury, making him questionable for this week. Uh, Hines does have an extra day to recover because he plays Monday night. But I'm also, not only am I concerned about his injury, I'm even more concerned about his matchup. The Indianapolis Colts play the Baltimore Ravens this week. 
who have a very, very tough defense. Hines might not get enough opportunity this week to score the fantasy points that you need. He does have upside, but the floor is zero. So his upside is that 15, 16 point game with a ton of targets and receptions, but his floor is at zero. So I, I would lean more towards not starting Hines if you can help it. Um, I'm actually doing that in multiple leagues. I'm benching Hines this week. Uh, for example, I like Kenneth Gainwell over Naeem Hines. So uh, Devontae Parker, we're moving on to wide receivers. Devontae Parker for the Miami Dolphins. He is dealing with a hamstring injury. He is truly questionable. I would say Devontae Parker this week. He's playing one of the best defenses in the league, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I do not recommend starting any, really any Dolphins this week if you have the option to. Jalen Waddle would be the only player that I would consider starting just because he has the highest upside. Uh, and we've seen in the past, Jacoby Brissett targeted uh, Jalen Waddles in, in Brissett's first game starting um, a lot. So I think I think Waddle scored like 16 points that game, which is very nice. But yeah, if I had to pick a Dolphin, I would pick Jalen Waddle because Devonta Parker dealing with an injury and going up against the Buccaneers with Jacoby Brissett as the starting quarterback, not great. Uh, the next wide receiver is Cortland Sutton for the Denver Broncos. So Sutton, he rolled his ankle during Friday's practice, uh, which is just the worst time to get injured. Uh, that makes him questionable for this week's matchup against the Steelers. Even though Teddy Bridgewater is uh, he's cleared to play, my confidence is not high starting Sutton against this defense, even if Sutton does play. There are no Bronco, Broncos wide receivers that I would play this week, uh, similar to the Dolphins. So... Yeah, I just haven't seen enough out of him. It's still a tough matchup, even though Steelers' defense aren't as good as they used to be. Uh, Sutton being injured, Bridgewater coming off of the concussion protocol. I, I just, I just don't have faith. Tim Patrick is the other receiver, and he just hasn't done it for me. Uh, especially if you look at last week's stats. So, uh, moving on to tight ends, we have two big ones here, and unfortunately, both of them are leaning more towards not playing. Uh, the big one, George Kittle for the San Francisco 49ers. He is actually doubtful this week with a calf injury. Uh, it's best to have a backup tight end ready as uh, Kittle's expected to miss this matchup against the Cardinals. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk will get more targets if Kittle is out. We saw that last year. Uh, Debo especially, he should be. A, he's a clear start. Ayuk is a low-end flex option because I still think he does have that upside, uh, especially with Trey Lance being the starting quarterback. Whoa, big news there. I'll be talking about very shortly. Uh, next tight end, TJ Hawkinson for the Detroit Lions. Hawkinson is listed as a uh, questionable this week. He's dealing with a knee injury. He did practice on Friday in a limited capacity, so that's good. He's at least trending in the right direction. Uh, but it is, again, best to have a backup ready if Hawkinson is declared out. Luckily, it's that early window on Sunday, so you'll know 90 minutes before all the games start. Um, but uh, I would pick up a player just ASAP just in case. Uh, some good options are Dawson Knox, Jared Cook, Blake Jarwin, Zach Ertz. Those are all tight ends that I like not only this week, but moving forward. Um, if you're, you know, if you're looking for a backup tight end, I know bye weeks are coming up. Hawkinson has a slightly earlier bye than most other tight ends. So, yeah, pick some of those guys up if you have the roster spot available. Moving on to the final segment here. This is the probable slash will play. The first player is a quarterback. It's Trey Lance. Hinted at him a second ago for the San Francisco 49ers. He has officially been declared the starter, and Lance immediately becomes a high-risk, high-reward option at quarterback. I don't recommend starting him because there are other quarterbacks that I like better this week. Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, players like that. 
uh, unless you are if you're truly desperate or if you're in like a super flex league, for example, where you can play a, a quarterback at flex. Trey Lance is a, again, risky option, but he has huge upside because of his rushing ability. Or if you just like living life on the edge, this is your guy. Uh, again, like going into the draft, he has the highest potential. Been talking about it since April. Trey Lance has the highest potential out of any quarterback in this draft class. He's already scored more points than any other rookie quarterback in a single game, uh, fantasy points-wise. So he's got the upside. He's got the upside, and he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals, which is, I, I mean, a great offense, but a not-so-great defense, and Lance will need to play catch-up. So Lance could actually be a, uh, a risky start, or if you just want to have fun, just start him. Because uh, this is going to be a, a fun guy to watch, fun matchup to watch. Uh, we're going to stick with the San Fran Cardinals game here. Let's talk about Elijah Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers. He was actually removed off of the injury report, and he's going to be good to go for this week. So uh, he technically should be the lead back. He's going to be a flex option this week in fantasy. But again, I must warn you, the 49ers love to mess with fantasy owners. Keep your expectations low with Elijah Mitchell. I know that he had the first you know, two good weeks, and then it's Trey Sermon, and now we still don't know who's what's going on, who's going to be the starter. Uh, theoretically, it's Mitchell, and if I had to pick one, it's Mitchell, but you never know when it comes to the 49ers. So that's why Mitchell is, a, is only a flex option for me this week uh, until he proves otherwise, which hopefully he will do this game. DeAndre Swift is the next running back we're going to talk about. DeAndre Swift for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's been dealing with that same groin injury that's been making him questionable the entire season. And DeAndre Swift always ends up playing. So uh, Swift is going to be a good start this week against Minnesota Vikings. I'm not worried about him for a second. Uh, his backup, Jamal Williams, uh, he's also dealing with a hip injury. Or he's dealing with a injury. This one's for his hip. Uh, yeah, he, he was dealing with it midweek but he managed to practice through it. So that's very good. He didn't miss a single practice. He was limited, but he didn't miss it, uh, which means unless there are any setbacks, Jamal Williams should play, and he's going to be a good flex start this week against the Minnesota Vikings. So Swift I have as an RB2, uh, maybe RB1, honestly, at this point. He's been outstanding. Uh, and Jamal Williams as a solid flex option. Moving on to the next running back, that is Ezekiel Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Elliott stated himself that he is not concerned about his availability for Sunday's game against the New York Giants. Elliott's going to be a great start this week, uh, and there's very little concern surrounding his injury. So not worried about it for a second. Put him in your starting lineup. Put him in that RB1 position. He's going to do very good against the Giants because they have a terrible, terrible, terrible defense. Melvin Gordon, the next and final running back we're going to talk about in this episode for the Denver Broncos. Uh, he was dealing with an injury earlier in the week, but it seems like the Broncos were just limiting his reps. Uh, just for safety reasons, precautionary measures. Uh, Gordon will play this week, and I think he'll be a solid RB2, uh, as well as Javante Williams, the other Broncos running back. I think Javante Williams is a solid RB2 as well. I think both of them are going to have a, a very solid game, uh, even though it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, let's head into the wide receivers. Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cooper already stated that he is good to go for Sunday. There doesn't seem to be any concern. Um, out of the, from the Dallas Cowboys about uh, Cooper's health heading into Sunday's game. Um, I mean, I guess they're obviously you know concerned, but the, his availability uh, for Sunday's game is is not up in the air. It looks like he's going to play, and I think it's going to be a great option. He's a our 
well, I guess wide receiver one for this week, but without a doubt, going up against the Giants. So uh, very good there. A.J. Brown, I'm happy he's on this uh, this end of the list and not the earlier segments here. A.J. Brown for the Tennessee Titans. He did practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, making it all but confirmed that A.J. Brown will suit up for Sunday's game. Uh, very confident because on a good week, A.J. Brown rarely practices on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, yeah, it's a very good uh, sight to see. He's a clear wide receiver one, uh, and he has a great matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Final player on this list, T. Higgins for the Cincinnati Bengals. Head coach Zach Taylor for the Bengals stated that Higgins will play this week against the Green Bay Packers. So after missing two weeks, Higgins can finally be placed into your starting lineup. Uh, I would say as a flex at the moment, but he does have still have that wide receiver two upside like he did last year even though there is Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd uh, on the team. But yeah, Higgins, awesome start for this week. Uh, That is it. If you do want to see a written format of this list, we do have it on our website. Go ahead and check it out at barelyathletic.com. If you want to make sure, please follow us on on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Uh, Give us a like, follow, comment what you want to see next. Let us know if you have any questions. DM us anything. Uh, reach out if you got any trade questions, anything like that. We'd love to answer that. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, just please make sure to share, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, we really, really do appreciate this. So uh, thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you next time.